0: Welcome back, Rebounders. You're here today on the Inoffensive Rebound. I'm Timmy, bucket ass Bunker, and alongside me, as ever... Stuart Sideline Right, Sideline, it's nice to see you once again. Um, you too, Bucket-Ass. Uh, we've got a lot of exciting things to talk about, a lot of unexciting things, mainly the conference semifinals, the boring predictability that it was. Yes. Uh, and before we get into that, but I, I think we're giving a shout-out to to the, the mums.
1: We certainly are through Hoop Growth, of course. Now, this Mother's Day Hoop Growth would like to say a big thank you to all the ladies who are responsible for the great athletes we see in the NBA. Of course, these athletes, these mothers gave birth to these great athletes. And so to pay, to pay homage, we are going to, through Hoop Growth, offer you photos of all of the births live of all the NBA players from the 2017 draft. To find out more, head to hoopgrowth.com.ph.
0: I can't wait to see that breach. Good. Now, sideline, we're looking back to the conference semifinals uh, and the games that were, because we're now into the, the conference finals. And before, and before we touch on that and see who's there, let's let's give a quick recap. Um, yeah. The recap, from my mind, is it was incredibly boring.
1: Yeah, that would be a pretty similar summary to what I had. I thought that maybe the 76ers in Boston was going to be slightly
0: interesting, five games.
1: But no, it wasn't.
0: No, not at all. I mean, so just moving through, I suppose, the East to start with, we had Boston and 76ers. Uh, 4-1, I think, to Boston in the end. The most exciting thing that happened in my mind was that uh, there was the Game 2 debacle. So, What happened in Game 2? So we had the end of Game 2. 76ers were down by two with about three seconds left. They get the ball. Bianelli hits a shot. It looks like perhaps a three-pointer. He gets it in. Crowd goes wild. Confetti gets launched. Falls down on everyone. But it ends up being a two-pointer. So they're going to overtime. Yes. So they then spend 15 minutes mopping up the confetti, which... And if you've ever been victim of a, a glitter bomb...
1: I okay, certainly have.
0: It's pretty hard to clean up. It
1: certainly is. That, that is a real mood killer, isn't it? It's, uh, it's a bit like blowing your load early in the bedroom, isn't it? You've just, you're ready to have some, some fun. You're ready to go to overtime. Then all of a sudden, you've got just a big clean up on your hands. Yeah, a, a
0: big clean up and it, it's, it's disappointing for everyone. The thing I, I really liked is that the guy who was responsible for launching the confetti yes. was wearing a t-shirt that said, Breaking news, I don't care.
1: Really? Yes. Excellent. Did he put this t-shirt on after letting the confetti go, or this was already wearing it?
0: This is before. Wow. And he didn't wear that t-shirt again because he got fired. Ooh. So he did care. He did care, okay. Did he get an updated t-shirt, perhaps? Uh, I'm hoping so. Maybe they just said, like, oh, I'm a bit premature or something like that.
1: Yes, okay. Because the only other thing that came out of that series that I found interesting was, I guess, the, the Embiid-Rosier kind of little scuffle that they had, or was that... That might have been the the previous. No, that was that was the series. Yeah. Uh, don't don't look at my face
0: while we're recording. So I, I would sure. never do that. My, no, con- sure. my confused face that I just gave you. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Scary Terry and Joel Embiid had a few run-ins. I think. Yeah, they certainly did. So after Game Four, which was the one game that the 76ers won, uh,
1: there was a bit of a scuffle, and obviously Joel Embiid, a big man, seven footer as it is, uh, was kind of you know the more intimidating force. There. And so after the game, Embiid was asked about the the scuffle between him and Rosier, and he said that he wasn't really concerned. You know, Terry can't even reach my face when he goes to hit me. Ooh. Ouch. Yeah, so it's I mean, it's good to see that the trolling game does kind of continue onto the court and then in front of the microphones as well for Embiid.
0: I really hope that Embiid keeps up his trolling game now that the seventy sixes are out. He has yes. nothing to lose, really. He, no. can, he can double down against people he dislikes, um, but I suppose perhaps take a look inwards as well.
1: Of course. So you think it might be a bit of a, a meta situation where he kind of reflects on his own... Kind of trolling situations.
0: When you say meta, do you mean Metta World Peace? Or? Yes, I mean Metta World Peace. Uh, yes, I think so. Yeah. I think maybe a Joel Embiid name change, Ooh. aka Metta World Peace, needs to happen in the off season.
1: Be very good. Because in Meta World Peace news, did you hear that Metta World Peace came out and said that he would love to coach the New York Knicks? Wow. Yeah, it's very interesting. Now, I'd like to also come out and say I would also like to coach the New York Knicks, mainly for the paycheck. No other reason.
0: Okay, I would like to coach the New York Knicks as well. I'm coming out and saying it, mainly so I can get in and then I can drop Enes Cantor.
1: Ooh, that's an interesting approach. Now, should we touch quickly touch on the Enes Kanter news that we have?
0: I mean, we're on it already. It's, se- it's
1: segued so beautifully. So, of course, we have updated the rebounders on many occasions about where LeBron will be heading next year. And, of course, one of the options appears to be possibly New York. Like, it's very much low down on the list.
0: Yeah, but there's lots of teams. I mean, the Cavaliers have come out, Philly... Even Portland, they've all had their billboards as well as the Los Angeles. They've had yep. billboards and trying different ways to try and appeal to LeBron and get him to come to their city. That's exactly
1: right. And so Enes Kanter actually attempted to record
0: a video to
1: try and entice LeBron James to New York City. It was sort of in English. Would you say it was in English?
0: Yeah, it was a, It was vaguely English. It was a very confusing spiel. I mean, even by Enes Cantor's low standards, it was pretty bad.
1: It was. Now, I think there were two main problems... Uh, with the video one it was partly in Turkish and two it featured prominently Enes Kanter's face
0: yeah it was very um focused in on him and, and if anything it just made me I mean he is my as we have said before he's my third least favorite Turkish player in the NBA you've
1: had said that many times um
0: and so I'd just like to reiterate again Enes Kanter I really dislike you and this video did nothing to help that
1: it certainly didn't and so I think uh I think we can officially rule out New York City as a destination for for LeBron James next season um, so, look, I'm just gonna quickly read out the, the lyrics from this video. Yep. So basically, Edis Kander said, hey. Sorry,
0: I think you need a Turkish accent.
1: Oh, okay, I will go. I'll re- okay, I'll apologize now, but here we go. Maybe a quick shout out to all our Turkish listeners first. Oh, Okay, so in, in Edis Kander's perfect Turkish accent. Hey, so keep going me. Who is the king of New York? Okay. Who is really the king, the real king of New York? Hey, LeBron, you want to be king of New York? Come and prove it. Now, I think Eritrean might not be aware that you can actually re- re-record videos. So you don't have to give the first take out to the greater audience.
0: No, I think that's what you want to do. I mean, that's be- that's beautiful. Even President Erdogan couldn't have said it better.
1: <laughs> no, certainly not. Uh, yeah, so it was a great video. It filled me with lots of lots of joy. Uh, mainly because I knew that Edis Cantor would no longer be LeBron's teammate. It was yeah, the official every, moment where it was ruled out.
0: I mean, it'll be interesting to see what happens now, because if, for example, yeah. LeBron James does indicate he'd like to go to New York, surely they'd have to boot out Edis Cantor immediately. Yes, that's exactly right. And that's when I step in it once again, because <laughs> I'm willing to make that move.
1: I look, I can't wait for it to happen.
0: Uh, but I, unfortunately for Metaworld World Peace, and for you and I, there's been some breaking developments. Uh, on, on the wire, which is David Fisdale has been announced as the coach of the Knicks now. Oh, so
1: that's a bit boring, I guess. Yes. Okay, because that race is over. I wonder I wonder how Fisdale feels about this Ennis Cantor video. We'll ha- we'll have to check in with him, maybe tweet him and see what happens. Because mm. obviously Fisdale's biggest asset there in New York is Chris Stapp's Porzingis. Uh, so, and Chris Dapp's tearing his ACL a few months back, partway through the season, really kind of derailed all of the Knicks' season. Of course. Uh, so are you aware that Porzingis recently came out asking about how his recovery is going? Uh, and he said, I expect myself to heal like a lizard.
0: Okay. I don't know what this
1: means. (laughs) No, neither do I. So I'm no doctor, but that's not a good approach to, to any rehab. Uh, is he just going to lie in the sun? Uh, look, that's, that's very possible. Yeah. Um, so I don't, I don't know what's going to happen there. He also came out and said, his doctor actually came out and said, Chris Stapps is going to come back stronger than ever. He's going to be phenomenal. Okay. So, I predict that
0: they're possibly using performance-enhancing drugs. Okay. M- so, must be. I mean... Yeah. I don't it, know
1: if lizards are, you know, commonly kind of tied up with PEDS, or I'm not sure what happens
0: there. Perhaps this is related to, like, maybe it's a Latvian saying, and it's sort of lost in translation. Let's yes. give them the benefit of the doubt. Of course. Like we're giving NS Cantor the benefit of the doubt.
1: Uh, we've given NS too many benefits, I think. You We've it. got to cut him off.
0: Just purely doubt now. Yes. Purely <laughs> all of this is doubt. Um, um, we have better come back now to the Eastern Conference semifinals. We do digress this slightly. We <laughs> <but laughs> yes. have so slightly, and... The other uh, matchup, which was between the Raptors and the Cavaliers, we can now relate tell the rebounders that the Cavaliers did beat the Pacers. They
1: did. So, obviously, that Cavaliers matchup was very eagerly anticipated, especially Game 7, and the Cavs did come out victorious. And then, once again, came out victorious facing the Raptors. And not just victorious, they kind of pulled the pants down on Toronto, didn't they? They absolutely wiped the floor
0: with him. I mean, they've embarrassed the Raptor name for Raptors being, you know... A scary, you yes. know, intimidating creature and the Cavaliers just shadow all over them. And I particularly think. in circumstances where the Cavs, their first game was two days after a draining, a grueling Game 7 yes. against
1: the Pacers. It was, a, look, it was a great Game 7 and great series. Probably, I would, I would say the best series of the opening round of the playoffs. Yes. And my favourite moment from Game 7 was LeBron shouting at, his, at the crowd and, you know, at the bench and his family, I ain't coming off. Yeah, I'm going to play every minute. 20 minutes later. Goes down with cramp, goes straight off.
0: He was off. He was in the tunnel getting massaged. I was like, your body does not like your showmanship.
1: No, not at all. So, look, the the hubris of LeBron really kind of came back to bite him in the ass or to cramp him in the legs, as it were. Yes. Uh, but he did kind of get back on the court after the cramps and did continue to play at this phenomenal level of play that he's been showing throughout the entire playoffs and has really been carrying the the, the calves.
0: Yeah, and just incredible amount of... Uh, uh, play against the uh, Raptors again. We had two game winning shots that he had during the yes. Raptors game. We had that amazing three pointer and then an off-handed sort of right that he did in the dying seconds of game 3 that just sort of crushed the mm. the, the Raptors hand.
1: And I think if any other player had banked that shot you or maybe, you know, a fluke or luck, but the way LeBron's been playing, you've got to give him the benefit of the doubt, unlike you would Ennis Cantor, Absolutely. and say that he probably intentionally meant to bank it off the, the top corner of the, the backboard.
0: Yeah, and something interesting that's come out during the, the, the... There's been a bit of a change in the team for the Cavaliers. So in the uh, seven-game season against the Pacers, I understand that basically none of the Cavaliers helped at all. That's right, yeah. So none of them got over... What was So, it? yeah,
1: so... Throughout the first seven games of the playoffs, LeBron James was the only Cavalier to record more than twenty points per game in, in any of his games. So it meant that LeBron James was averaging kind of about forty points a game for the Cavs, and the rest of his teammates combined were averaging about forty points a game. He was getting almost no help, and it was quite quite an incredible stat line to look at, given you know how useless his teammates are.
0: And I don't know if you've seen this sideline, but a Saturday Night Live actually had a very interesting comedy routine all about. The Cavaliers or I did, the Cavaliers, I did not see it, uh, and they talked about what the teammates can do for the Cavs, which is uh, Donald Glover was in it. He says that he's on the Cavaliers and he irons and does uh, LeBron's laundry. Uh, good one, that's, Donald. That's these sort of important contribution. Now that somebody else is saying that they they wipe up the chalk after the game. Oh, very good. Uh, but obviously well, a few important of these, roles, though important roles. But obviously a few of these Cavs heard this mocking. Ooh. And they played much better against the Raptors. He got a lot okay. of team help. Kevin Love, in particular, had an outstanding uh, g- games against the Raptors. That's
1: right. And no, I understand the reports that J.R. Smith had some good off-court performances, you know, after game four. So, you know, you've got that as well. Absolutely. Very helpful, very important. And then obviously there is LeBron's most important teammate, Tristan Thompson.
0: Tristan Thompson. Uh, and um, it would, would be remiss of us not to go into the ins and outs. And in ins and outs again, as it were, because he's constantly cheating on people, of Tristan Thompson's love life.
1: Yeah, of course. Look, before we get right into love life, uh, I'm going to quickly bring up a moment from Tristan Thompson after Game 7. So he had been on a social media hiatus because he had been persistently cheating on his partner, Khloe Kardashian.
0: The heavily pregnant Khloe
1: Kardashian. Yeah, that's right. Well, she's actually given birth, I believe, now. So So she's just fat now. Yeah, she's just fat. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yes. And so Tristan Thompson broke his social media silence, which I don't know if... I believe he's still on Tinder. I, I think that's confirmed. But otherwise, Facebook, Instagram, etc. went off. And so then he decided Instagram was the perfect platform to reintroduce himself to the social media world. Yep. So after the game, he posted a photo of himself shooting, which was prob- probably a shot he missed. Yeah. Undoubtedly. Uh, with the caption, all in caps what an atmosphere in the queue. Great win. He then had the hashtag onto the next one.
0: What's he talking about here? Yes, exactly next game right. Or next woman? A
1: horrible, horrible hashtag to use for someone who is chronically cheating on his, his,
0: the mother of his young child. Tristan Thompson. I mean, these guys have social media sort of, people that help them, advisors. Right. Did they tell him, like, you know, this is going to get you the next lady? This is what you're going to get you. Oh, uh, look, I'm
1: not sure what he was advised on, but it was the wrong advice that he obviously told. Oh,
0: well, sideline, I've got another piece of Tristan Thompson news, and this comes from the ever reliable source of TMZ. Oh, good. Uh, I've heard that Rob Kardashian being Chloe Kardashian's much uglier sister, I think. Yeah, that checks out. I mean, they all look very similar. <laughs> uh, he, he said he's furious at Tristan Thompson because a video has been leaked showing Tristan Thompson hooking up in a Manhattan nightclub, which is during the same time that he his wife was pregnant. Was this released
1: on Tristan
0: Thompson's Instagram account? That's right. On yes, to the next okay. one.
1: Good. Yeah, yeah, good. So obviously he's keeping the hashtag going. Yeah. I guess, you know, we might be using the, the hashtag throughout the throughout our
0: social media movements throughout the next few mo- few weeks? Yeah, I might be careful with how I use it, um, only on my burner account. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Excellent. So, does that pretty much cover all of the East? I-, I think so. I mean, perhaps we'll come back to the consequences of what's happened in the East following uh, LeBron's huge win. Yes. And we'll we'll move to the West now, I think.
1: Yeah, right. So, we, we had a-, a couple of series over there. So, once again... Not much happened in those series either. You would probably describe them as boring, would you not?
0: Yeah, I mean, you had some interesting moments in the Golden State and Pelicans series. Yeah, it was four-one as well. So yep. Pelicans managed to get one game, um, but it was really pretty much run-of-the-mill sort of thing—just constant three-pointers, things like that. Uh, probably the most interesting thing was Steph Curry came back. Yes, from injury, um, he was decent as well. Wasn't I it? know, just just absolutely not dusty at all, rusty yeah. or any of the usts. Um yep. It was exceptional. Probably the best thing, though, about that series was that Draymond was pushed yes. in terms of his trolling game.
1: Yeah, of course. So well, he-
0: literally, it would be great to have literally pushed Draymond. Yeah, but unfortunately, it's just it's just on social media. But please, tell us more. So, well, there was a there's a great matchup between him and Rajon Rondo. And they had a couple mm. of sort of back and forths. So, yep. there was one instance where uh, Draymond Green joined the Pelicans' huddle at, during a timeout. It's very good. Uh, it's been done before. It's been done before. So, a bit of old hat. Like, yeah. if you're going to a troll game, you know, you've got to go yeah. Lance Stevenson levels. Yeah, that's right. Um, but probably the best thing I saw was that um, in game three, actually, there was a moment where Iguodala had taken a free throw. And he missed it. So Rondo got the rebound after the first and he wiped his sweat all over the ball. And gave the ball back.
1: That's classic Rondo. I really do appreciate that, that kind of trolling. It's very good. Yeah.
0: I mean, it's one of those things where the refs can't really do anything other they than can't. sort of shake their head at Rondo. That's
1: exactly right. And usually when even the refs kind of tower over Rondo, so he probably even kind of noticed this head shaking no. behavior that, you know, he's probably constantly getting his he's way get He's got it whole from time. the coach. He's the agent mm-hmm.
0: for, for life. Um, cause,
1: cause Rondo's really kind of really taken on the, the nickname playoff Rondo for the last couple of weeks. And he's probably played at a slightly higher than average you know, level to what he usually comes at. He's I'm pretty
0: sure he, he broke a record for the number of assists in the game. I think he had 21 in yeah. game in game two, which yeah. is
1: incredible play. Exactly right. Uh, and so he did come out and say that he quite like he dislikes the, the nickname Playoff Rondo. But I would say that maybe he should do a little bit more in the regular season if he doesn't like his nickname of Playoff Rondo. Otherwise. Maybe just Consistency Rondo then. Yeah, exactly right. Um, or just Dickhead. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I think that. Or Rapey Rondo. Ooh. He's, he's very good at stealing ring. the ball. Yes. He gets yeah. those steals up. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, other than Rondo, there was one other person that was trolling Draymond very well. Who was that? Um, he was a, a Twitter comedian, and Ooh. I, I use the phrase to comedian loosely. He came out after game four, I believe, and said, quote, I hope Draymond Green gets shot in the face as soon as he leaves the arena, which looking at the citywide stats is like 37%.
1: Okay, so that's more of a factual statement than a bit of comedy. But yes,
0: okay. Yeah, so Andrew Polk, he's a comedian from, I think, New Orleans. Obviously a little bit bitter about the loss, but also yeah. having a shot at his own city. Yes. Um, and I was expecting some, some big words from Draymond perhaps coming right. back at this, but he wasn't having any of it. Yeah, it's that's interesting.
1: Uh, so I think... Look, I think it
0: would maybe benefit the league if
1: Draymond were to be shot in the face. I don't think anyone could really dispute that. Yeah, It would be, you know... I guess you would hope it wasn't another one of those white officers shooting a black male who's unarmed. Yeah, but obviously the way Draymond
0: was armed. Yeah, you know, go go for it. I think like had his dick in his hand, taking a photo again. Then it's all legitimate. But I mean, it's one of those things, is, uh, you know, this freedom of speech is a very big thing. Is, is the yes. comedian allowed to say things like this, or is it, is that off-limits sideline?
1: Look, I, I think in this day and age, it is a little bit off-limits, and Steve Kerr came out, of, out after the game and said that he was unhappy with those comments, and that he actually confessed that he had received, uh, a death threat when he was the GM of the Phoenix Suns and they'd just traded for Shaquille O'Neal and someone was obviously unhappy with the trade and called up the the office there, the Phoenix Suns. I don't know if they've got many staff there, so it probably went straight through to it's Steve straight Kerr. Straight through to Steve, yeah. Uh, a bit of a death threat there, and so the FBI had to follow up on it. Uh, so it was an interesting one. Uh, look, I don't know if the FBI at the time were also following up on Steve Kerr's use of marijuana. Mm. they certainly barking up the same tree they're there.
0: Al- they're already bugging him already, so they're like, oh, while we were bugging you for the marijuana use, we also got this death threat. That came through. Yeah, well. it's a
1: bit of a two-for-one. It makes sense for the FBI to kind of follow up on that.
0: I mean, it makes more sense with Steve Kerr, though, because he's got that he's got that real ginger hair. He does, yeah. I can imagine him getting a lot of death threats. What, yeah. Well, sure. Draymond, as annoying as he is, he's you know, he's an affable sort of guy.
1: That's right. Well, one other thing that Draymond did during this series against the Pelicans, so the Pelicans obviously lost game three down in New Orleans, and so Draymond Green decided that Kevin Durant hadn't played well enough in game three, and it was Kevin Durant's fault. So at 4 a.m. Draymond Green sent Kevin Durant a text message challenging him to be who he really is, which is often who Kevin Durant usually is.
0: Take off the mustache, Durant.
1: Yes, of course. So I'm not sure if it was mustache related. We can only, we can only assume so. But uh, firstly, I think it was a pretty shitty challenge. Like if you're going to challenge someone to do something, don't challenge them to be themselves. Yeah. That's a pretty easy thing to tick off. He He done. And secondly, I'm certain Kevin Durant was very happy that when he received a text message at 4am from Draymond Green, it just wasn't a dick pic.
0: It was text, he's like, please don't be a gif. <laughs> Not or again. Not again, Draymond. Yes, but apparently it was just, just text. So,
1: Kevin Durant obviously decided that, yes, look, I better take up this challenge so that I don't get another text message at 4am from Draymond Green, which will inevitably be another po- photo of Draymond's penis.
0: Of course. And I mean, Durant ended up having an incredible series, getting a lot of points, being yes. doing very well. So... For motivational sense, Draymond, he's doing something well. That's exactly
1: right. And he's been kind of throwing up some good stat lines as well, like pretty close to triple-doubles triple doubles every game. game. So it's very impressive. It is really team performer. But I think it's the text message game that's really kind of helped Golden State go so far so easily at this point.
0: Very interesting. Now, finally, sideline in the Western Conference, we had the Jazz against the Rockets.
1: Yeah, so on paper, could have possibly been an interesting series. As it turned out, another 4-1 series. So not a lot happening there. In the end, uh, Donovan Mitchell went down with a pretty serious ankle injury. And so any kind of late push that we might have seen from the Jazz kind of went out the window at that point, didn't
0: it? Yeah, that's right. I mean, one of the interesting things that came out of it was after being 3-1 up, the reporter asked Chris Paul how he was feeling. And he said, look, I've been... Up 3-1 before and, and lost from there, so I'm, I'm going to keep going. Yes. Uh, Chris Ball had an incredible Game 5 as well, so um, it's good to see that he's managed to get through to his first conference finals.
1: Yes, yeah, so I believe he has the record for the most amount of NBA games without reaching a conference finals. Okay. So it's, it's good to... He still maintains that record, but it's good to cut that number off, that number of games off right there. Well done, Chris. Yes. Um,
0: and apart from that, there wasn't really much that happened in that se- that series.
1: No, I, c- I can't think of anything to report on. Okay. So I guess that brings us to what happens next. So obviously we now have the tasty matchup in the west of the Houston Rockets Oof. and the Golden State
0: Warriors. Just delicious. The It really makes me salivate, this thought. I mean, they have these two dominant three-point teams yes. that just love to shoot the ball. Uh, sideline your predictions. Uh, look... My heart is definitely saying the Houston Rockets.
1: I would just like a you know, slightly different final series to what we've had before with the Cavs and, and the Warriors, and it's getting a little bit of old news for me. However, my brain does say that it probably will be the Warriors and might be. I think it might be a 6-game, 4-2 four, four victory to the Warriors. Okay,
0: so you're thinking with your head and your heart. I'm going to say... My penis says the rockets. Yes, um, just strongly, it's firing there. And just, so,
1: if your penis had to go head to head with Draymond Green's penis, which penis would be victorious?
0: I mean, his is crusty, and he's he's got a lot of other dangerous things going on there. So, but is yours not both those things? It's not. Okay, interesting. <laughs> it's been well looked after. So, I'm going to say I've got the that match up there. But Kevin Durant, I mean that that seven foot length. Yeah, that's good. right. Yeah. So, but the penis says the Rockets, but also my, my brain says the Warriors as well. So, okay. I think they're going to win at 4-2. 4-2.
1: Okay. So, we our brains are similar. Our penises also seem similar. <laughs> okay. We'll report back. Stay tuned on Twitter.
0: Yeah. Uh, so, that's the matchup in the West. I think it'll be interesting to see how it goes and how long. And then in the East... It just seems like the Cavs are on a different level now. So Cavs against Celtics. Yes. Everyone has written Celtics off from the very start of this That's playoffs.
1: Right. Yeah, and so some of the young Celtics have really stepped up, and it's been very impressive and very enjoyable to watch. Especially because the Celtics have been crippled by injury throughout the whole season, and it is such a shame that we're not seeing the Kari Irving, LeBron, LeBron James, because that would be a phenomenal series. Just that that kind of story alone was you know really kind of taking up all the headlines in the off season, and now it's just going to be. Kyrie on the bench, dressed in I don't know, probably Read, Uncle Drew kind of gear. Uncle you Drew reading
0: his Flat Earth books. Yeah, you know doing his normal thing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and I, I've just, just got to think like again. I just don't see anyone that can stop the Cavs now that they're rolling like this. Yeah, that's right. So I really think the Cavs are going to win, and we're going to see another Warriors-Cavs matchup.
1: Yeah. Look, so sadly, I do agree, especially because we don't have the strongest Celtics team taking the court. But I think this series will be. It'll probably go to six or seven games. So I think it'll at least be an interesting series. It won't be a bit of a a do-over like the the Cavs kind of took care of the Raptors.
0: Okay, very interesting. I mean, one big thing for me was that the fact that LeBron in in the Raptors series didn't really seem to be pushing himself too much. So there was one uh, shot of him where he was cutting his fingernails on the sideline when he was off on the bench. Oh, well, look,
1: you know, I find that interesting given that, you know, there's so many Cavs who are getting great paychecks and doing nothing.
0: Couldn't they be cutting LeBron's fingernails? I mean, that's that's the true teammate. Kevin yeah. Lodge should be on the feet maybe and yep. then JR or, you know, Rodney Hood up on the hands. Yeah, exactly right. I mean, keep Tristan Thompson
1: away from that. You don't want him touching you, those yeah. hands, those venereal diseases. None of that, please. <laughs> but otherwise, every other
0: teammate should be... They're ready to go. Yeah, exactly right. Um, there's one tasty matchup that I've got my eye on as well in that Cavs-Celtics game, Ooh. and that is... Marcus Morris Ooh. up against LeBron. So Marcus Morris was said, how does he think he'll match up against LeBron? Yeah. And he said, I am the best player in the NBA to take on LeBron. Interesting. Except for Kawhi Leonard. Well, okay. Interesting exception. Yeah, interesting exception, particularly where uh, Kawhi's been injured now for nine months, played yeah. 16 games this season. And none
1: of, it to any effect either really, was it?
0: Yeah, he's been kind of fat and he's mediocre. been seen at like Dodgers games, things like that. So yeah. if, if that's your competition, Marcus, aim, aim higher.
1: Yeah, I, look, I totally agree. And I think that you could probably pick many other defenders who are much better on, you know, guarding LeBron than Marcus Morris, but. Lance Stevenson springs to oh, mind. Absolutely. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, so interesting to see how, how that will go and, and whether they'll get anywhere. I mean, it's one of those things where, where people have challenged LeBron in the past. It sort of just yeah. stepped him up a little bit more. It has, it has. And it's interesting to kind of,
1: kind of continue to take that approach. And the NBA doesn't seem to have learned from their lessons, but, uh, there's another challenge is being thrown out there. Dwight Howard has thrown a challenge out to Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook, yeah. So Russell Westbrook, the, still the reigning MVP, obviously a pretty, a pretty good basketballer, and then Dwight Howard, who has had his ups and downs his career, has you know played some great basketball over time, but you know you might say slightly washed up, perhaps. Yeah. You know, did did hit one three pointer this year, so you obviously revoked your challenge to fight, fight him. him. That's yes. right. Uh, but he's he's made another outrageous statement this year. He he's come out and said that the. Uh, The Oklahoma City Thunder need to get Westbrook the ball less in the dying minutes of a game.
0: Okay. I mean, I could, I could probably get on ball with that. Russell Westbrook is not the most clutch performer, but who do you give it to? Paul George then, surely? You would think, you might think that, but no. Dwight
1: Howard's got a much better idea. Carmelo Anthony. He wants Carmelo to have the ball in the clutch. Now, I don't know if this is a bit of a kind of a trolling kind of, incident he's trying to you know be a bit of a trojan horse here trying to get inside of the mind of the oklahoma city thunder and think that they should actually get the ball to camelo in the dying seconds and then you know guarantee wins for all their opponents but if it's not that this is just the most idiotic thing that a basketball has ever said
0: and especially where i think he gave that statement to espn as a as an insider analyst is that right yes so i don't really think I mean, what sort of analyst is he that he's trying to say? He obviously
1: hasn't paid attention to the NBA for at least eight years (laughs) because Carmelo hasn't been relevant since 2009, I'd say.
0: I think it's since he's cut off those cornrows. That's exactly right, yeah. I mean, what's he doing? Now, sideline, we've got to touch on this now, and that is probably one of the biggest consequences of the Raptors and Cavaliers uh, series. I think I know what you're talking about. Which was the firing of coach Dwayne
1: Casey. A very interesting one because a lot of other coaches and players in the NBA from outside the Toronto Raptors have come out and, you know, heaped praise on, on Casey.
0: Well, he won. He won Coach of the Year this season. Absolutely, yeah. So, he the, the Raptors won a franchise record wins yep. uh, and had an incredible, like, regular season. Yes. He took them very well, but for the fourth time in a row, they've lost to the Cavs, pretty much swept every single time. That's right. And...
1: It's one of those series where you look at it and you're like, you take out LeBron James, who's clearly still, you know, the elite player in the NBA, and you're like, well, that's a close series. It's and it's very difficult for a coach to kind of overcome just one player. Yeah. So I find it's a little bit of a a ridiculous approach to take. You know, if if say it was you know LeBron James asking for a coach to be removed, then you kind of get down your knees and get rid of that coach as quickly as possible, then continue to stand your knees around LeBron James. Yeah. But otherwise you got to keep a coach of that colour, don't you?
0: Other other than the Raptors getting LeBron James to coach them, yes. I don't see how they're going to try and beat him otherwise.
1: That's exactly right. So I think if you've got to... If you're taking this approach, you've got to have... Your plan B has got to be stronger than your plan A, but I can't imagine a plan B that's stronger than having Dwayne Casey at the helm.
0: Well, we have just might have answered this because Metta will peace. Oh, wow. He's got a job to do now. I mean, now that Nick's position has been filled, suddenly he's got a lot of time. That makes
1: perfect sense to me.
0: But there is... And even better, plan B. We could call it God's plan. Oh, I like the sound of this. Tell me more. It's Drake. Excellent plan. I mean, he's been sitting on the sideline, chatting at LeBron, getting Mm. in his ear. He's been getting close with the other players. He knows all the plays. Oh, he does. He knows what to do. He certainly does, yeah. So I would love to see some Drake coaching basketball. Even just give him 10 games, see what he can do. See what he can mess up.
1: And then do we have a potential player coach situation? Does he then take the court for the Raptors? Oh,
0: just I would love him to tear tear off the sweatpants and get onto the court.
1: Yeah, I agree. And then obviously tear off that, that hockey, hockey jersey that he wore to the game as well. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'd be other than having Drake or maybe middle world peace, yeah. anything else is going to be terrible.
1: But I'd like to quickly put my kind of hand in the mix there and say that I would also like to coach the Toronto Raptors next season.
0: Okay. Oh, I'm going to say no thanks. Okay, fair enough. Canada. I mean, what's the point?
1: Yeah. But you know, half your games are in the US, so at least think about that. You've got a lot of time to travel. I'm going to say no. Okay, fine. Makes it easy for me.
0: Um, now, Sideline, if you were thinking about going along to a Rockets-Warriors Rockets, Caval- uh, Rockets Warriors game, I would just have to let you know that ticket prices on average are now $965 for that series. That's a lot of cash. It is a lot of dollars. Uh, is it worth it?
1: <sighs> Look, you obviously here at the defensive rebound. We're doing pretty well. Yes. A lot of money is coming in thick and far. So if I were, you know... A famous podcast, would say, yes, it is worth it. But if I was just one of the, the plebs out in the street, I'd say, it's probably a little bit too much when you can, you know, these days buy an NBA league pass and watch the entire season from
0: the comfort of your own home for what, like a, a quarter of the, that price. Especially if, or if you just take your mate's league pass and use their login details. Yeah, exactly right. Thanks for that, by the way. Yeah, no worries. Uh, so it's an interesting question about whether, you know, how accessible the NBA is these days. I mean, you've got particularly where a lot of these players have come from disenfranchised backgrounds, yes. social problems, they wouldn't have $1,000 to rub no, together to not. go to a, a semi-conference game. So I would just like to say the NBA, I think you should send your, your entertainers, your podcasters along for free. Yes, I And agree. give out some more free tickets.
1: 100%. Okay.
0: Good. Um, sideline. I think that brings us to, to a close. So we've got our predictions then, I think, for each of the games. Do you want to give us a, a score? What's your prediction for score on each of the series?
1: So, I, I think it's going to be 4-2 to the Warriors, and I'm going to say 4-3 to the Cavaliers.
0: Okay. I'm going to say 4-1 for the Cavs. Okay. I think they're just going to just sweep everything, unless Again. Kyrie comes off the bench. Or Kawhi Leonard is out there guarding LeBron James. That's very true. And I'm going to say, like you, 4-2 for the Rockets and the Warriors.
1: For a War- Warriors win. That That's right? right. Yeah. So, you're
0: thinking with your head, not your dick. Just this once.
1: Okay. First, first time for everything. Exactly.
0: Good. Good. And on that uh, that explosion, that explosive revelation, we'll catch on the rebound.